Hello everybody and welcome to Into the Fogcast podcast. Today we're going to be speaking to somebody about the trickster. But first of all, let's check in with our co-host. Hello everybody, I'm Jamie's co-host. My name is Topher and I am kind of a mix of survivor and killer main. Okay, so my experience with the trickster, um, I think he's very hard to play and he has some really good add-ons, which we'll get into in a moment. But yeah, once you get used to him, I think he has a lot of potential. You just got to get used to throwing his blades. Um, A lot of people are going to try and dodge. They're going to bob in and out of like jungle gyms and especially around the killer shack. You really need to get close up. Um, But other than that, he he's like a weaker form of Huntress, really. You know, Huntress can hit you with one hatchet and you lose a health state. Whereas with the trickster, you need to at least hit them six times. But there are like add-ons that you can use just to help you in this situation. Like, for example, uh, Bloody Boa and the Trick Pouch. Well, that will increase your blades anywhere from 10 to 15. Um, you can use Fizzy Spin Soda or the Jing Wu's Autograph. That will increase your throw rate. A lot of people do use that. Or you can use Killing Part Cords and Cage Heart Shoes. That will increase your movement speed whilst throwing the blades. Personally... I wouldn't put them both on together. I would mix them up a bit. So probably fizzy spin soda with killing parts cord. And that would definitely help out in the long run. Um, so like he he can be quite difficult at loops. What you need to do is get to the loops where, you know, someone's dropped a pallet. That would be, that'd be your best time to get them or even out in the open. Try and stay away from these high walls. And if you do come up to a high wall, you just need to try and corral them away and just get them out into the open. It's about the best opportunity to down them. Um, sometimes, you know, if you get over a pallet, you've got to try and conserve your blades, otherwise you just have to end up M1-ing them. And the last thing you want to do is chase somebody down, pepper them with blades, get them down to the last, like, one or two blades, and then you run out. So you've either got to reload or just M1 them. So you need to conserve your blades, really. Other than that, that's my experience with the killer. So what would you say your experiences are, Tofa? So my experience with Trickster is he's kind of a, a ranged killer that will, along with Deslinger, just live in the Huntress's shadows. Like Deslinger, he's a, he's a lesser version of Huntress in my eyes. He's good, but he won't be as good as Huntress because he, you know, he needs six knives to down a survivor. He can throw them in quick succession. There are add-ons that help with that as well. Um, add-ons that help boost his movement speed, which you know you can get a lot of value out of those. But the ones I like using are the boa, I think it is, that gives you more knives. And I like using the add-on that gives you more reload speed, the uncommon add-on. I cannot remember what it's called. I don't play a lot of Trickster. Um, I'm not really very good playing Trickster. I haven't got a lot of experience. I've had a few games. I rely on gen regression and gen defense heavily when playing him. Uh, the old ruin undying combo but once they go i'm a i'm a two perk killer and then my my performance just plummets i i lose all of my i lose all of my pressure and i just have tinkerer and barbecue to go off after that obviously sort of going forward when i do play more trickster i am going to eventually drop those perks i don't want to rely i don't like relying on undying and ruin or any other hex really for that matter because they just the the hex spawns the totem spawns in general can be quite unfair they're either usually out in the open for all to see or sometimes a survivor spawns in, the camera pans around at the start and then it's in view, in plain view, and they just go straight on it. So um, 
I will be I do plan on changing those perks up I just don't know what perks are good yet until we until we do this interview and we talk to our guest but going into a match um, I think it relies heavily on the map there are some maps that Trixer can excel at open sort of outdoor maps without any line of sight blockers or at least too many there are maps that he has a hard time on or at least me personally any sort of indoor maps anything with a lot of high walls anything you lose line of sight it's never a good thing for him and when it comes to actually using his power I um, I lose a fair bit of distance because I don't quite pull my nose up at the right spot they end up rounding a corner I don't have the add-ons that make my movement speed faster to, um, to compensate for pulling my nose up too soon and they get more distance on me to make it to another safe loop and then the chase goes on longer and before I know it two maybe three gens have popped um, but yeah Trickster is one of the killers I would like to have more playtime on once I um, once I dedicate more time to him and start learning a bit more about him hopefully after this interview I'll definitely I think I'm definitely going to pick up a thing or two okay so my experience when going against Trickster this is really difficult because pretty much all he does is just throw blades or M1s you if he can't get you down quick enough um i think you just need to try and make sure that he throws as much blades as possible so that he ends up running out he either has to reload um try and stay try and stay at the high walls that's about your best option don't go out into the open uh jungle gyms are really good um killer shack if you can get distance is really really good as well but other than that there's not really a lot you can do you know there, there's some perks out there that will really help for example taking um resilience uh spine chill that will give you the vault speed build which will really help you out so that he doesn't m1 you as quickly um other than that you just you just need to try and not be in a straight line really or be out in the open okay so they're my thoughts on the trickster what would you say your thoughts are well, Trickster's one of those killers that um, I don't enjoy going against Tricksters for the most part. I um, They all play in the same sort of style, but I, I do agree that the only way you can actually beat a, um, effectively loop a Trickster is if you get lucky with a map that has plenty of high walls, um, plenty of line of sight blockers. Uh, yeah, there are perks that can help combat him as well, like the fast vault build you mentioned. Um, but again, it's, you don't know who you're going against. You don't know what killer you're going against when you do your perk build so that's down to chance really a lot of the time he'll pull his knives upon maybe filler pallets and i usually tend to stick to the stick to the loop as unsafe as it is i try and stick to that loop anyway because a lot of the time they're just raising their knives to try and force you out of there maybe force you in the open all you got to do is crouch under the low walls as well his movement speed is um considerably slower while he's holding those knives anyway so you can just duck then get up and get a bit more distance around that loop duck again when he's going to start throwing knives at you um, maybe try and force him to M1 you instead of throwing his knives that will deny him of his power it will starve him of his main event as well if he's not hitting you with knives he's not going to get his main event up um, don't run in a straight line you want to sort of like dodge and weave because he's got a bit of a sway with his knife throwing and they're not sort of in the middle of the screen like a hitbox like a a cross a crosshair sort of thing there's sort of the left knife will go to the left the right knife he throws will go to the right of his screen on the right of his body so you can try and maybe um keep an eye on him find out what knives he's throwing and then just try and counter it that way i think 
So yeah, going going against a trickster, there's not really a lot I can personally do other than just loop how I would a normal killer, like a, like a huntress, just a loop him like I would a huntress because he's just a lesser huntress after all. So that's our experiences for and against the trickster. So let's get on with the interview. Enjoy. Hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of Into the Fogcast podcast. Today we have another guest. So first, tell us who you are and who you mean. Hi, uh, I am 59th Caboose, uh, you can call me Ash, and I main Trickster. Nice. So, after playing a few games with Trickster when he first came out, I thought he was rather difficult to play, but in reality, it's more of a case of the fact that he was quite new and you just needed to get used to him. So even now against good players, he's still kind of hard to play. So what do you enjoy playing about the Trickster? What do I enjoy about Trickster? A lot of things, to be honest. I really enjoy his power. Obviously, that's the main part of him. Um, if you don't enjoy the power, you're probably not going to enjoy the killer. But um, I quite enjoy how his power kind of allows you to just kind of unleash a torrent of damage upon survivors. <laughs> um, I've always been quite a fan of range killers, I think, at least. I normally end up playing them more over... Uh, standard 115 killers at least um so that was already kind of a nice match up um and yeah his power i find it very fun obviously it's quite it's always been compared to huntress with how huntress throws hatches he throws knives um but i quite like his a lot more because it gives a bit of a, a bit of error of um a bit of what's the word um scope where you can make mistakes and get away with it <laughs> you can miss a few knives and it doesn't really matter too much um, alongside that i enjoy trickster's law and his cosmetics and design choices and all that kind of stuff um yeah it's pretty much kind of all of them i just really enjoy playing <laughs> great well uh, thank you very much for coming on to the show it's good to have you here so let's start off with your bill, shall we? If you were playing to win and you wanted to be as efficient as possible, what would your go-to perk build be? And can you run us through the synergy of the perks with the trickster's power, if there is any? Yeah, well, first off, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. Um, so yeah, um, I've got a build, which I pretty much run all the time, unless I want to mix things up. Um, I think it's a really nice balance of... Um, aggression and general aggression and um, information which works in my opinion really well with Trickster and how he plays. So the first perk that I will pretty much always run, I'm kind of addicted to this perk, is Lethal Pursuer. Um, which if you don't know that's a perk from the Nemesis which allows you to see the um, auras of all survivors for a few seconds at the start of the match. Um, I love running this perk because it allows me to get into that first chase really quickly. Um, I like to play Trickster quite aggressively. Um, so the earlier I can get to a chase and just knowing where everyone is, the better. Um, my next perk that I will usually run, run is Scourge Hook Pain Resonance, which is a perk from the artist, I believe, which is you hook a survivor on a Scourge Hook and the gen with the most progress blows up for 15% and everyone on it screams. That's really nice because it's in my opinion, a really reliable source of passive general aggression. Whereas with Ruin, it's really good, and, you know, when survivors aren't working on general aggresses, uh, 
Hexes get cleansed in the first five minutes of the game more often than not. <laughs> you can't cleanse a Scourge hook. So as long as you can get the survivor on that hook, you can just get a bit of general aggression here and there, and sometimes a bit of information to go with it. Um, and you don't have to kind of take the full time to like bash a generator with Pop Goes the Weasel or something. Um, the third perk that I will want, which probably is a bit of an odd one, but I really enjoy it, is Agitation. Um, that really helps with A, um, getting to your Scourge hooks, because there's only four of them on the map. It means that you can get survivors either to the Scourge hook or to the basement if you want to get them there. Um, you can get them to those hooks quite quickly. You can get them where you want them to be so you can go a bit further. But also, it allows you to be quite aggressive when you have cheeky survivors who are like trying to body block or trying to get in the way and stuff. Because they'll expect, you know, oh, you get a hit or two and you won't be able to get to the hook. Uh, normally, I'll, I can injure a survival or two and I'll still make it to the hook that I want because I've got that extra speed to get me there. Um, so it's just a really nice kind of addition, um, mainly for the Scourge hook, but also how you can play with it. Uh, and the final perk that I want is No Way Out, which is from the Trickster, um, which when you hook a survivor, you gain a token and each token increases the amount of time that the exit gate switch gets blocked. Uh, it blocks it for a few seconds baseline, but each token adds it up. Um, I like that a lot because it gives you some really needed, sometimes, time in the endgame. If the generators have been flying like no tomorrow, um, it's really nice to know, right, they cannot do anything for 60 seconds. So I can finish this chase, I can find someone, um, etc. Um, and I also quite like token perks because it helps me keep track of who I've hooked because <laughs> I always forget <laughs> but that's the my main build that I will run pretty much every other game okay so so now that you've just run through your perk build do you have any other perk builds in case people don't have certain killers unlocked like for example some of the free ones mm-hmm yeah so um it's a bit of a difficult one this because um because of how Trix's power works and because of his tail radius and his lullaby, there's a lot of perks that don't really work well with him. He's got a smaller tail radius, which is good, but he has a lullaby, which is massive, a bit like Huntress. So things like, let's say, Tinkerer from the Hillbilly is not amazing because, yeah, okay, you'll be undetectable, but you can still hear the tail radius coming. Uh, the lullaby, sorry. Um, not only that, but because he's ranged, a lot of perks that rely on your basic attacks don't really work that well so things like sloppy butcher or even exposure perks not that amazing so for perks that you can get for free just by playing devil dialect without putting any money besides the base game um i would recommend this build to have probably the best um results so that would be no way out again because that comes from the trickster so if you can play trickster you you have no way out um, again, like I said, it's really good for endgame, especially if uh, you're lagging behind on gens a bit um, and it gives you that really precious endgame time, which can help you get another kill or two. Uh, it saved me a few games. Um, again, because this comes from the Trapper, it is technically a free perk. Um, Agitation, I think, is really good. Even though you won't have a Scourge Hook perk, it's still really nice to get um, a survivor to the hook that you want. Um, and again, you can play really aggressively with it. Um, I'll explain that a bit later if you want, but um, 
it's just really nice to speed up your game so you're not wasting time picking up survivors and walking ages and then hooking them up and then going to the next. It just speeds that up a bit, which Trickster does need a bit because he doesn't have amazing map pressure, bless him. He's a bit slow. <laughs> Another perk, uh, again from Trickster, is Hex Crowd Control. Hexes are very hit and miss nowadays. Uh, chances are they won't last a few minutes, but if they do, it's good. Crowd control can be really nice to uh, shut down some really strong loops that you might find trouble in. Um, or even just some basic loops, like a TL wall. Um, obviously, um, no uh, crowd control, sorry, when you vault a window, that window gets blocked. Um, That's bamboozle. No, crowd control is when survivor does it. Did I say I say it? Did I say I vaulted it? Yeah. Sorry. When a survivor vaults a window, it gets blocked. My apologies. <laughs> um, so when there's like a TL wall, once they've vaulted both windows, it's useless. They have to move on. And that can be really good. Same with some of the um, jungle gyms and just a few other main buildings. It can be really nice to kind of shut down loops so that you can get them in advantageous areas. And the last one, which I think would be a good fit, uh, would be again from the trapper would be brutal strength. Um, just using that to break down pallets when they're dropped um, allows you to continue on your chases really quickly. Um, that with crowd control, you can kind of get around most loops because the windows would be useless. And by the time the pallet's gone down, you can break it really quickly and continue on. And then they're kind of in a dead zone and that's where you want them to be. Um, however, I do know that console players normally get access to a couple more killers. And so I think it'd be silly for me to not say, hag, ruin, easy. <laughs> that is free for some console players, I'm pretty sure. Well, we're also including the um, ones that you can buy with their indecent shards as well. Yeah, like any killer that isn't a licensed killer. Oh yeah, of course, then you'll be able to get some. In, yeah, you'll be able to get some in Shriner Secrets, of course. Um, a lot of the, I, I went through all of the generic perks, which you just get for free, and honestly, there's not, much synergy with trickster sadly i think the best you'd probably get is like whispers or spies from the shadows for a bit of information but maybe bitter murmur if there's very little obstacles in the way yeah bitter murmur can be useful um but because trickster is very medium to short range kind of if a gen pops in the distance bit murmur like oh okay they're going that way but they may have turned around by the time you get there or something but yeah, I'd say those are the best perks you can get for free um, for only either using iridescent shards or just blood points. So wait a minute, are you telling me the trickster has a lullaby? Yeah, yeah, he's got a lullaby. Um, I can't remember the distance of it, but um, there's, it's like, it sounds like the outside of his terror radius, um, but there's a few extra meters beyond his terror radius where you can kind of just hear this really kind of it's, it's quite faint, it's kind of in the background, it's like a doo, 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 doo kind of thing. Um, and it's quite unnoticeable sometimes, but it is there. We even did some tests, I can't remember if we did it on stream or not, but we did some tests, me and a few friends, of like having a trickster stood there with Insidious and you could hear that lullaby go in the background. All right, so this is my favorite question in the whole segment. Um, everyone likes to have fun and, you know, just sort of steer away from their meta builds every once in a while, just the I don't know, keep a little bit of variety in their life. Um, so if you do you have any like meme builds you'd like to share with us? Anything you'd like to do that you'd consider more fun than serious? Hmm. Um 
There's definitely a good few perks and perk combinations which can be quite fun on Trickster. I feel like the main source of his quote-unquote meminess would come from his actual add-ons because he's got quite some fun add-ons. Um, I think one of the obvious ones being the Trick Blades, which is the ones where your blades start ricocheting everywhere. Um, that's always quite funny, even though they're more or less useless for the most part. It is quite fun when you get the odd hit with a Trick Blade. But um, so as for kind of builds, or at least half of builds, um, there's a few fun ones which you can play around with. So, um, as I mentioned with Trixer's lullaby, um, it, it extends for a few meters beyond his tail radius, but it's really weird. It's a ring around him. It's not like a normal tail radius. It's like from him, there's a few meters of silence, and then there's the tail radius. Uh, sorry, the lullaby. So you can actually play around with that. So using perks like Monotone Abuse or even Hex Plaything, you can really confuse survivors because they'll hear the lullaby coming and then they'll hear it fade out. And if you're undetectable, you're actually right behind them and they'd have no idea. So combining Monotone Abuse, Plaything or even Tinkerer with an indoor map is quite a fun way to just kind of really confuse survivors it's I've, i used to run monotone abuse quite often it's quite funny how close you get to survivors without them noticing it's very fun um you could also um a bit like what i was talking about earlier with um the free bit perks using crowd control and brutal strength together um you could make a build with crowd control um, and blood favor and maybe on dying and you can just block everything like pallets and windows and that's always quite fun um something which is is quite enjoyable for me at least is um combining bitter murmur hex retribution barbecue and chili i'm all ears and his add-on called the diamond cufflinks that's just hilarious because you just always see auras because the diamond cufflinks is when survivors are one hit away from being injured by his knives. Um, you see that aura for a few seconds and then I'm all ears when they vault something or make a fast action, They you see that aura. Barbecue, you hook someone, you see auras. Retribution, when they break a totem, you see auras. <laughs> Bitter murmur, when they do a gen, you see auras. Kind of it's like a perma wall hack sort of thing there, isn't it? Kind of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could probably combine it with a few other perks to get more value for maybe retribution or something, but it, it's quite fun to do that. It is quite fun. <laughs> so yeah, those would be my Mimi builds, which I can try sometimes, and it's like, eh, this is useless, but it's fun as hell. <laughs> So this is going to depend on the perks that you use, but with any killer, you like to use the same set of add-ons. What works well together? What would you recommend people use? And what would you recommend people avoid? So, Trix has got quite a nice spread of add-ons. I feel like there's not many that are actually bad, quote-unquote. Um... I think the only add-on you really want to avoid is the Memento Blades, which is a brown add-on which increases the number of knives you need to down someone. Only do that if you want a taste of Ult Trickster, it's, it's useless otherwise. <laughs> Add-ons that I use personally though, um, I use the Fizzspin Soda and the Diamond Cufflinks together. That is my go-to add-on build, which I think is really strong. The Fizzspin Soda increases your throw weight of knives, you're throwing more more quickly um, from the start. 
And the diamond cufflinks, like I said, um, shows you the auras of survivors. So you can get some really nice hits in and you can like you can get loads of knives in really quickly. It's really nice. Um, there's a few other add-ons which are really good for him and can be quite enjoyable and strong. Um, there's an add-on called G-Wounds Autograph, I believe, which is... It's the Fizz Spin Soda, just a bit weaker. So you throw knives quite fast, but not as fast as normal. Uh, not as fast as you would with the Fizz Spin, but it's faster than base. Um, there's one called Melodious Murder, which increases the reload speed, a bit like the uh, Deerstalker Gloves for Huntress or even Iron Maiden. Um, so that can be quite nice if you need to reload quickly, uh, kind of goes with a bit of an aggressive playstyle. Um, and obviously one of the strongest add-ons probably is the Iridescent Photo Card. That's the one when survivors, I believe, one or two hits from being injured with their knives, um, the survivor becomes exposed. So you kind of have to mix up your play style, but if you play with that um, add-on in mind, it can be really deadly. Like, really deadly. You just like throw, like, I think, four knives or something, and you smack them and they're on the floor. It's kind of nutty sometimes, and if you've got a good map or a good build to accompany it, it's it's really nasty. Um, another two add-ons which are quite enjoyable are the um, Caged Heart Shoes and Killing Part Cords. They increase your movement when you're holding knives. Um, if you put them together, you move at survivor speed when you're holding knives out. And that's really quite strong, because you just get right up to a survivor, Bring your knives out, you start throwing, and you're not losing any distance, which is really good. <laughs> Those are add-ons which um, I would swap between depending on what I've got, but Fizz Spin Soda and Diamond Cufflinks are my go-to. Okay, so when going into a match, what strategy do you use, or does it depend on the map and perks? A lot of the time, um, it depends on maps and perks but to be fair it's mostly the same i'm normally running lethal pursuer i load into the match i see everyone lethal pursuer i normally go to the closest people with the highest concentration so if there's two people on a gen near me two people on gen on the other side of the map i'm going for the two people nearest me and try and disrupt them as much as possible if they all spawn together obviously go straight there if they're all scattered it's a bit difficult that one normally it's just go to the closest person um and from there um, I like to play Trickster very aggressively where I will go to a survivor, I will try to down them as quick as possible, hook them, hopefully on a skirt hook, and then get into my next chase as quick as possible. Because Trickster kind of struggles in mobility um, and I guess map-wide pressure, he's really good in a chase sometimes, um, but the whole map-wide pressure can be quite difficult for him, so I like to get his map pressure from getting downs really, really quickly, which I'm sure is quite a killer-wide thing, but I think it's really important to do so on him. Um, most maps will allow this. Obviously, there are some maps where it's more difficult than others, and you have to play a lot more um, tactically. So, like, let's say you're on a map like um, Haddonfield or Badham or another map that's just really bad for Trickster. Um, you can't commit to every chase, so even if you get to that first chase with a lethal pursuer um, and they take you to House of Pain or they're just very skilled and are just really doing well at looping you, ew, it's 
it's difficult so you kind of have to be like right i need to leave this person because if i don't three gens are going to pop in the distance so you need to think from what you remembered from lethal pursuer and go to somewhere else and hopefully you'll find someone a bit weaker or a better loop to be going around and such so um hold on go on I thought Haddonfield might be a good map for him because you've got a lot of open space <laughs> on the road. You've got a lot of, like, you know, straights down the side of the houses. Surely that's a decent map for him. It actually can be. That is something really weird about Haddonfield, which it, it always strikes me when I'm playing it. It is simultaneously awful. Absolutely awful for him, but also really nice. Because, yeah, you're absolutely right. The open roads, uh, the car loops mostly are quite low. Um, the, like, f long fences and stuff. Yeah, if you're on one of those fence alleyways, so you, they can't get away. You're just pounding them with knives and they can't do anything. But... And I can imagine with the park as well, you should be able to throw knives through the um, apparatus, no? Um, I think so, yeah. The park isn't too bad. Yeah, that's probably one of the better places to be uh, looped. However, it's the buildings that really are the killers and make <laughs> and make the map really difficult. If someone gets you to House of Pain or Maya's house or even is just fairly ahead of you going around one of the big buildings, oh, you can be there for ages and you will not catch them. You just don't have the speed or the line of sight. And let's face so it, every survivor really just goes to a house map. as well, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Uh, sometimes they'll loop you on a low car and it's like, ha you fool. But um, most of the time they'll take you to a building. So it's it's a bit hit and miss Haddonfield, but for the most part, it's, it's a bit crap. <laughs> All right, well, everyone has their sort of own play style that they like to stick off because it works well for them and they, you know, they know what they're doing. But do you change your play style based on how the survivors are playing? If they're being unpredictable, do you try and be unpredictable? Do you steer away from your usual strategies or do you just stick to your own thing uh absolutely yeah um a, a key part i think of just being a killer in dead by daylight is that you have to um adapt to how survivors play uh like i was saying just now if you know if you get on that first chase with a survivor and they are just too good you have to consciously avoid them um and you, you just got to pick your chases very carefully um yeah, my, my, my strategy mainly is, like I said, it's kind of finding survivors, getting to chases, downing them really quickly. So that, it doesn't change too much, but um, it will normally um, shift kind of, I guess, focus when someone is a bit too good in chase or when someone, re you know, you know, when survivors get like stand in the middle of the map and just stare at you, waiting for you, like they're challenging you to a chase, uh, you know, what? you don't want to stay away from them because um, with Trickster, he, he has really good strengths, but he also has really bad weaknesses. Um, there are some loops which he really struggles on. And if a survivor knows that, they're going to go to those loops. So you do need to adjust to be like, right, this person knows where to go and how to run and all of that. So I'm going to try to avoid chasing them. Um, but yeah, um, I'm I'm probably a bit different from a lot of people. When I usually, when I am playing as Trickster personally, um, as well as most killers, I try to get as many hooks as possible. I like to see them as more important than kills. Um, 
So I will normally try to spread out uh, my chases. So I won't. I'll try not to chase the same person twice, or if they just come off off hook or something. Um, and ideally, get eight hooks before I start killing. That isn't always possible though. Um, depending on the map, sometimes it's really unfortunate, and you have really difficult loops back to back, and you just have to like, right, I can't go over there. Maybe I'll have to play a bit more defensively around these three gens. So it's yeah, you can you can change play styles a lot, and I sometimes have to. Okay, so this is going to be a really hot topic. Boon totems. <laughs> now, yeah, I know a, a lot of killers don't seem to like the idea of these boon totems, and I totally agree. And it's one of the reasons why they got nerfed. Mm. But what do you think the totem spawns, and how do you think they could be improved? <sighs> totem spawns, yeah, they're they're not too hot. Um, boon totems are a bit. Hit and miss. Sometimes some games they're really painful. Sometimes they're just kind of there. Um, totem spawns themselves, though, I think they do need to be improved somewhere. I don't know how. I'll be honest. It's really difficult to think of a method. But ultimately, it's why I don't want hex perks anymore. The only hex perk I might want is plaything. Really, like some like every time I throw on ruin or ruin undying, it's gone in five minutes. You have one game in ten where it doesn't get cleansed or something, um, because totems are just so obvious. I guess I, I think that kind of happens when all the maps are just kind of these pre-made tiles. Everyone kind of learns the totem spawns. It's like, oh, okay, it's going to be in this TL wall. It's going to be round this corner of this jungle gym. It's going to be in the main building. Um, so you can just quite easily run around the map, checking all these areas, and then it's like, oh, there you go, there's one. Um, I, I I couldn't say how you could improve it. I guess the only way, if it's possible, is to make it so that they don't spawn next to survivors. That is the most infuriating thing. Especially when you have lethal pursuer, you see survivor, you load in, you see survivors on the other side of the map, and instantly one of them crouches down on your to totem, like, get off. <laughs> and you can't do anything about it because on the other side of the map, you just don't have the map presence to do anything. And then it's like, okay, well, that's a waste of perk slot. Um, yeah, I, f I feel like they need a bit of... Um, I think they need to be improved. I don't know how, but they need to be a little bit more difficult, especially with boon totems now, because when survivors find a totem, it's now just a benefit to them if they have a boon totem um, perk enabled. Well, I bet you've had some really good matches with Trickster after all your times of playing with him. Do you have any... Um... Do you have any moments you'd like to share with it with anyone? <laughs> there are definitely some really nice moments when playing Trickster, when I'm like, oh, you can't do that with another killer. <laughs> um, there's a few good things um, over the over the months um, I've played him because I've played him since he came out, like release PTB. I've played him literally nonstop. Um, some very fond memories. Uh, it's always great when a survivor unhooks someone else right in front of you, especially if you've got main event. A lot of people don't realise how devastating Trickster can be if you're unhooking right in front of him. So I've had moments in the past where I've been chasing a survivor and they've gone for an unhook, normally because it's endgame or something, they want to get them out as best as possible. Um, and main event just procs 
as they're unhooking, I activate it and the survivor who did the unhooking is down. The survivor who got unhooked with BT is down. Their friend who's trying to help is also injured and running off now. You can just floor like three people and it's just beautiful. Feelings of power. <laughs> I don't think you can do that with too many killers. Maybe with like a chainsaw killer, but they'd all have to be quite bundled up together. Um, there's also really nice moments where, um, because the hitbox on Trickster's Knives are really small, it's both a curse and a blessing, um, but it means that you can get really nasty shots. Uh, recently I had a game where I downed a survivor. Um, I was playing on Backwater Swamp and there was this tree which kind of has like trunks which were growing like a V-shape. It was a really small gap and I managed to throw a knife through that tree and down the survivor. It was beautiful. <laughs> So you can get some really, really spicy shots with them. Okay, so now that you've mastered Trickster, what advice would you give to new players or even your past self? Oh, this is a question I ponder and technically get asked a lot when people are like, how do you play Trickster? How do you know when to do this? How do you know when to do that? Um, <coughs> excuse me. I think the thing you, the best thing I guess the best advice that I can give is learn your power and use it more than anything else. I think you get that with a lot of killers, especially like chainsaw killers and stuff. Um, you want to be using your power as much as possible. What is really nice about Trickster's power is that you throw six knives at someone and they get injured and then they get a speed boost and they run away. But they don't get any, you don't have any cooldown animations, you don't have anything to stop you like injecting yourself or recharging or anything. You could just keep throwing knives at them and they still take damage. So even if a survivor is right in front of you, most of the time it's much better to take out your knives and start throwing and keep throwing. You can normally get them injured quite easily and then halfway through to the next injury you know, you go around the corner, they're still running to the next loop, you throw a few knives and they're down. Um, I've played against a lot of tricksters, and I mean, I've done it myself, where, you know, a trickster will just M1 you. And it's like, if they had been throwing knives, they probably could have gotten me fully down there. Um, at the same time, though, you can't be too reliant on the knives, if you, because there are some loops which, in my opinion, is just borderline impossible to get down with, with your knives. Uh, loops which... Uh, what I call medium size, I think that's the official term, I don't know. But uh, ones where you can't shoot over them, but survivors can see you. Those are the worst. Absolutely the worst. And you just kind of have to run it. Because you can't shoot them. Because they can see, they can hide. You might get one knife here and there. By the time you've gotten them injured, it's been half the game. Um, and so that way you just kind of have to run after them and try and not get hit by the pallet as you uh, basic attack them. But, um, yeah, so uh, advice would be try, try to try to learn um, your power as best you can and use that more than not. Unless you think I'm not going to get anything from using it, I'm just going to basic attack. Uh, but yeah, that's probably the best advice I can give. Knowing when to take out your knives, I think, is the difference between a normal trickster and a good trickster, in my opinion. Okay, well, with all the jungle gyms, you got your LT walls, uh, you got your long walls, and there's the killer shack. Do you have like a particular tile that you like playing the most? Hmm. I think 
My favourite tiles for a trickster, it's probably the easiest ones, is low-walled loops. Uh, ones where you can shoot over them. Oh, when, like filler pallets in between more bigger tiles. Yeah, they're, they're the best. Because a survival will try and loop you, and you just know you can't do this. You have to be so good to be able to... Like, sometimes they are. Sometimes they're really good, and so I was nowhere to crouch and stuff, and it's quite impressive. But most of the time, they'll try to run you on a loop, and you're like, I'm just hitting you over this thing. Like, you're not getting anything from it. Um, there's there's one loop like this uh, on RPD on the roof. It's like an air conditioning unit. You can just shoot over it somehow. Um, that that's a very fun loop. That's crazy. I know what loop you mean as well, actually. Yeah, yeah. You can just shoot over it and hit survivors. Um, it's easier to hit male survivors, I think, because their model's slightly taller. Um, but you can hit both of them, and it and so and I've had so been like, how did you get me down there? It's like. It's just how it works. <laughs> but yeah, low ward loops are definitely the best ones. Um, that failing, something like an LT wall is normally good because um, when survivors hopping a window, you can normally get a few knives in. So LT walls are quite nice to loop in. Right, so MMR has been a thing in this game for a while now. Uh, some people have not don't have much of an opinion on it. A few people really dislike it. Um, what are your thoughts on it, and have you noticed any significant changes in your game since it got implemented all that time ago? <sighs> MMR is such a weird thing in the game. Some days I think it works, some days I don't think it does. <laughs> you get such a variance of survivors. Um, I've definitely noticed, though, um, I think my... This is kind of it working as intended, but I think my games have gotten a lot harder, um, because... You know, I'll get a few 3Ks or 4Ks, um, which are technically quote-unquote wins for the killer um, in, in MMR's eyes. Um, and then you start going against the same kinds of survivors. You'll get four-man teams, or you'll get survivors running the same seven perks, um, all bringing strong items. You just kind of get that game after game, and normally you get your ass handed to you after a while. And it's, it's a bit soul-degrading when that happens. But then you get into the slightly low MMR where people are a little bit more, um, they're, you know, not trying as hard, so to speak. And then it's a bit more enjoyable because even if you do lose, it's like, you know what, I know that's on me, not just like the gens popping in four seconds. Um, yeah, I don't know. MMR has been a bit of a weird one. Uh, sometimes, yeah, like sometimes it's fine. Sometimes it feels really difficult. I imagine that's just my mythical MMR number fluctuating massively um but yeah I don't know it, it, it's really difficult to give a solid opinion um on MMR it's definitely changed my games though definitely has um I'm not sure if it's changed them for the battle or not but yeah it's difficult to say so when chasing survivors do you use your blades in order to zone them into a place more suited to getting the down um, sometimes I do actually, not too commonly, um, I honestly forget to half the time, but sometimes, back when he had 60 knives, um, before his change, it was definitely a lot easier to do, um, but yeah, there were definitely points where they could go left or right, if they go right, they go into a long wall gym, if they go left, they go into a TL wall, and I will just kind of use my knives to throw in one direction to kind of push them. The other way i do do it sometimes i don't actually do it too much i probably should do it more 
Um, but it does genuinely work sometimes because they know that if they go that way, they're going to get hit. And if they're really close to being injured or downed, then they're really not going to go that way. But then you've kind of shepherded them into a easier loop for you. Um, but it, it can work. Sometimes it doesn't work, but sometimes it does. And it can be quite effective. Okay, so not only does he have blades in his base kit, but he also has something called main event as well. Uh, would you explain what that is and how you activate it and the best time to use it as well? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I've mentioned main event um, a few times. So main event, it's like this little extra power he gets kind of sprinkled on the top of his kit. Um, pretty much whenever you hit a survivor with a knife, you've got to hit them. Um, it slowly builds up a meter. Um, I don't know how many hits it is. I think, I think it's 24 or maybe 36 or something. I think it's like two downs and a ninja. Um, you would normally get main event by. Um, and when it does, you get a 30 second window where you can activate main event. What does that do? Well, after a very short wind up, you start throwing your knives at an incredibly fast pace. Um, and you have unlimited knives. Um, a lot of people have varying opinions on how useful main event is. Some people think it's absolutely useless. Some people think it's quite decent. I think it's quite decent. Um, but it is very situational. Um, you can hold it for 30 seconds, which is nice. Um, and that has come in really handy sometimes. Um, but yeah, it can be a really nice way to deal a lot of damage very quickly. Um, so best times to use it, honestly, I usually just use it when I have it. Um, I don't think it's something you can really hold out on sometimes. Um, you can uh, 99 it. It can be difficult, but you can do it. So you kind of get like one or two knives away. Normally this sort of happens by accident. You'll be going to a chase and you'll be like, oh, I've got main event 99, as opposed to going, I'm going to throw these two knives. Now on the next chase, I can use it. You don't really do that with main event. You just kind of use it when you have it um, to the best of your advantage. Uh, sometimes if I'm running low on knives, I'll just use it just to make sure I get the down because you throw like, I don't know, like 50 knives or something. And if I've got two left, um, it can be really nice just to, just to conserve that as opposed to running out and then being like, ah, I have nothing. Um, what I think is one of the funniest things though, which I've noticed this happening a lot recently, is when you get main event towards the end of a chase, if you can finish that chase really quickly and then start carrying the survivor away, sometimes you might run into another survivor or they'll try and sabo a hook or they'll try to go through an unhook really quickly. You can just drop the survivor and pop main event and watch the survivors panic. <laughs> it's very fun to do that. It's very fun to do that. Um, but I think the best way to use main event is just to use it when you have it if you think you're going to get value. If you don't think you're going to get value, sometimes popping it can be a detriment because you get slowed down a lot. Um, yeah, you're throwing loads of knives, but if you're in a loop where, you, where they're cutting line of sight a lot, sometimes you can pop it and you're getting absolutely nothing from it you're just slowing yourself down they might be onto the next loop by now and it's like that was useless so knowing when to pop it and when not to is definitely something you need to learn um 
but it can be really strong in some circumstances. Sometimes it's just a nice thing to finish off a chase. Sometimes it's a fun little thing to deter some survivors. Other times it's a bit useless. Sometimes it's game-changing and will just floor like three survivors in one go. I, I personally hate seeing a main event go wasted when I've played Trickster a few times. Yeah. But, you know, you've got, you got to know when to play it. Yeah, it does. Yeah, because it, it does go away. Mm. Yeah, after the 30 seconds, it just goes away and you have to restart the whole thing. It's, it can be a bit annoying. It's like, oh, if I, if I just pressed it a second earlier, I would have got a main event. Okay, so the Trickster's power is all about throwing knives and damaging survivors from range. Do you have the best results with that when survivors vault windows or pallets and hitting them over them or if they're running out into the open? Honestly, both. <laughs> um, both are really good ways to get knives in. I think out in the open... Mm, I don't know, actually. There's, pro there's pros and cons to both windows and well, when they're locked in animation and when they're out in the open. I think if you're running uh, G-Wound's Autograph or Fizzpin Soda or you have already been throwing knives for a while, um, vaulting a pallet or a window is devastating for the survivor because you can probably get four or five knives in during the animation. It's really good. Um, but if you don't have that throwaway up, you might only get one or two before they go under corner or something. Um, so when they're locked into animations, there's, there's sometimes in matches, there are sometimes pallets, not like, like in the low walled loops where, where there's got a pallet, like just kind of filler. Sometimes I will not even break that pallet. I will just leave it down because it will encourage survivors to vault it, which they're just, I know where they're going to be. They can't change where they're going to be. So you just get a few free hits in. Um, as for running out in the open, um, yeah, that is probably always the easiest way of getting easy downs because they've got nowhere to go. If you can roughly estimate where they're going to run to, um, you can just make all of your knives hit and they'll be down within seconds. Uh, sometimes those survivors know how to kind of counter this and they'll be, they'll be ducking in a weaving and going left and right and up and down everything and it can be really difficult to hit them. Uh, and sometimes survivors as a last resort will just spin in front of you. That's always really funny, but it's honestly infuriating because it's it's just a 50-50 of if it works. Sometimes a survivor will spin in front of you and you're just going to hit them every single time and they go down within seconds. No, like a second. Sometimes like the rhythm of you throwing knives and them moving is slightly out of sync and so you're just missing everything and it's hilarious and infuriating to just see a survivor spinning in front of you and you're just missing all of your knives. <laughs> it happens sometimes. <laughs> so that's kind of some of the negatives of it being out in the open is if a survivor knows how to, they can try and make it really difficult to hit knives as opposed to when they're vaulting or something, um, they can't do anything about it. They will, they will get hit if you're throwing knives and have somewhat decent accuracy. All right, well, this is something we haven't quite touched up on yet in the um, in the whole episode itself, but when um, Trickster throws knives, there's like a gentle bit of sway or recoil. Like he throws knives, mm. not centre, but sort of his right hand throws it to the right, his left hand throws it to the left. Is there like a way to um, deal with that, that, the, that you, the killer, can do? It is 
quite difficult to play around that. And I think the best way is you just need to... You kind of need to let that guide you sometimes. Um, with the recoil, uh, I play on mouse and keyboard, so it's not too bad for me. It's quite easy for me to kind of just pull my mouse down ever so slightly if I see my... Um, if I see my camera going up. Uh, the easiest way to deal with that, though, uh, the recoil isn't too bad. The best way to deal with it is to aim at survivor's legs, because then, even when, well, aim just in front of them at their legs, because you know, they need to run into it because of the travel time of the knife. Oh, yeah, it's not um, a hit scan, is it? Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. It's projectile, so you kind of kind of go, you lead your hits a little bit. But if you do it lower down on them, then even if the recoil is going up ever so slightly, um you're still hitting them. You won't start going above their heads. It's not that bad. It used to be really bad. Um, and it can be... It's really only that noticeable in main event because you're shooting so many knives, you'll be going up. Uh, the sway and stuff... It's very unnoticeable, but sometimes you do think, did that cost me a hit, you know? when like a knife goes just off to the side or it just doesn't hit you do wonder is that me aiming or is that because you just kind of the camera just moves as for the um knives hitting to the left and right that is definitely a weird one and something you can play to your advantage so it doesn't really matter in close range because you're kind of going to hit them anyway unless they're doing some weird spinning or whatever um, when in your, at the optimal range, you're going to be hitting them. At long range, it's definitely difficult. It makes sniping really hard. Uh, so even though he's a ranged killer, he's definitely more suited for the medium to short range. Uh, but I guess a bit like Deathslinger. Um, obviously, he reels you in, though. Um, however, you can um, take advantage of the knives throwing left and right. Uh, it's not too bad when like you're trying to hit someone you suddenly it's gone to the right it can be if they're too far away but it's not that bad normally but you can use it to your advantage a lot of the time survivors will try to like hide like normally in killer shack they do this they'll drop a pallet and they'll kind of hide to the left or right of it uh normally around a box or something and you'd think you can't hit them you actually can because of how the knives work. If you kind of angle yourself, it normally takes a few moments. So if you're trying to be quick about it, you may as well just break the pallet. But if you really want to get them, you can kind of angle yourself so that like your left hand or your right hand knife will hit the survivor behind the box. If a little bit of them is poking out, like the left knife will hit the box. The right knife will just go past it and hit them. And then they kind of realize, oh no. And then they get out to the open, you can hit with everything. So that definitely comes with experience, um, I think. You can you can use that when survivors are trying to hide or be around corners and stuff. You can sort of use the left and right variation to get some hits, which you may not have thought of. Um, I'm still, I guess, early on in learning that skill, but I, um, I imagine you could use that... Uh, really really sly slightly during some matches okay so in july 2021 the trickster had a few changes and along with that change come his blades that were reduced to six from eight mm. uh now that he holds less blades do you think it was a good change 
Overall, yes. Definitely. Um, Trickster with eight knives was difficult, to say the least. Um, he was quite weak on his release. Um, I still enjoyed him, uh, just because I really, I really liked his playstyle. But again, it, 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 I, 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 I wouldn't be. I'd be lying if I said that I didn't know that he was quite weak. Uh, he needed something. Um, back in those days, I would always run the add-on, which reduced his knife count by one, so he'd be doing seven knives. I'd actually always run that because you kind of needed to. Then they, of course, reduced it to six, which means you don't have to run that add-on and he's just better across the board it was really nice um i think it was a much needed change however the knife reduction eesh, i'm still not a hundred percent sure how i feel about it um because i i don't think um many people realize how many knives he goes through to get one down unless you are spot on with your accuracy which spoiler alert you probably won't be um you're gonna miss a lot some of them are just gonna sway off like with that week um the recoil and the swaying we we're talking about sometimes a knife just goes wide and you don't know why um sometimes it'll hit into mystery hitboxes you know the huntress um symptoms um and with the 44 i believe it is at the moment um You'll be surprised. You might be able to get one, maybe two downs before you need to reload. Um, which I guess that's kind of the point. But, I don't know. Sometimes you can get, like, nothing and you're out of knives. It's like, well, boop. Um, but then you just reload and try again. Well, yeah. However, during that reload time, the survivor can make it halfway across the map and... And then four gens yeah. pop. And then four gens pop. <laughs> um... So yeah, I, f I feel like he could benefit from maybe a few more knives. But overall, it was a really good change. Especially the main event becoming, I think it was five seconds initially, to being 30 seconds. That made that so much better. You could use that in such really, really nice ways. So overall, very good change. A um, few things I'm not sure about. Um, mainly the blade count. But otherwise, yeah, it was much needed and makes him a lot nicer to play now. With all the changes the Trickster has received, do you think he's overall in a good spot, though? Or do you think he could still yet be improved? Um, honestly, I think he's alright where he is. I He's not the strongest killer in the game. He's definitely not the weakest. I think he's solid mid of the range. Um, if you know how to play him and know where to, where to use your abilities and what you can and can't do... Um, I think he's genuinely in an alright spot. Um, a lot of people, I think when they play Trix, I think a lot of people are under the conception that he's quite easy. I think the game even says that he's easy. I genuinely don't believe he is. I think he takes a bit of getting used to. He's not like the hardest killer in the game. He's not like Nurse and all that kind of stuff. But I think he does take a little while to get used to. Um, and so it can feel like he's really weak because... People may not know when to use knives and they'll just be going for basic attacks and then they're taking ages and they're chases and stuff like that. But I think once you get the hang of him, I, th I think he's genuinely all right. I, he's, ne he's not going to be the strongest killer, but he's definitely not the weakest. He may have been once upon a time, arguably. But um, yeah, I feel like the knife count, I'd maybe like to see some experimentation with that. Um, I feel like there could be a few more. Uh, obviously, you could use the add-ons to increase your knife count, but they're so... 
insignificant. <laughs> like, it used to be, I think... I think the brown add-on gave you 10 knives and the green add-on gave you 15 or something. Now it's 4 and 8. So, oh, yeah, that's going to help. <laughs> Maybe just something like those add-ons being... Give you slightly more knives would be quite nice. Um, but... I guess we'll see if that ever happens. Um, but, I mean, as for the knife count, I think that's fine. Um... Yeah, I th I think I think he's in a delicate spot where if you buff any of him, he might become a little too oppressive. I've seen lots of people say that he should become a one fifteen killer, or I think it's four point six meters. Um, I think that would make him a bit too oppressive, to be honest. It might, I mean, yeah, he'd be stronger, but I don't think every killer needs to be quote unquote S tier. I think he's alright as kind of a good middle of the range killer. You know, he'll, he, he, there's places where he struggles um, in, like, high-walled loops um, and, like, the medium loops. Uh, there's some places where he will absolutely excel and, in my opinion, be stronger than most other killers, uh, like when you've got a main event or when survivors are in the open or a low-walled loop. You know, there, there's points where you can literally do nothing. Um, I think he's much stronger than a lot of people in that regard. But I think if he did too much tinkering with him, he'd be a bit too strong or a bit too weak um so i think i, th I think i think he, he it's difficult to know how to i mean when the initial change came along they went from eight knives to six knives i was like oh my god is that gonna be too much <laughs> but um it seemed to be all right to be fair yeah I, th I, th I think he's all right i think he's all right maybe the knife count could be changed but maybe that's just me being really inaccurate and missing most of my knives <laughs> Okay, well, thank you very much for that interview. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for swinging on by. Of course, it's my pleasure. If you have listened till the end, we would like to thank you. And if you want to hear more interviews like this, then please subscribe. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please consider giving us a rating as it really gets our show out there. And for most of the other platform, you can just simply give us a rating. This interview was recorded on patch 5.5.0. I would like to thank 59th Caboose for the interview, myself, Jamie Lee 2K, and Tofa for co-hosting the interview and for being a part of the intro. Any links will be in the description of the podcast and we look forward to you hearing the next one.